This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast is sponsored by Siberia Bar and Hotel on Bellman Street, Aberdeen. Located only 30 seconds walk away from the nearest bus stop, taking supporters to Pataudry for free on match days. Siberia Bar and Hotel is open seven days a week, all year round, and get fired in with our exclusive discounts. Head to the bar and quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pound of Foster's, a £4 for a pint of Moretti or Dark Fruits, or £5 for a pint of Fierce or a Daiquiri any day of the week, including match days. Come on, you Reds. Red slight of foot there. Welcome along to episode 114.5 of the ABZ Football Podcast. I'm Gary Scott, on my lonesome this time around. It's a mini, so you know what that means. Yes, Barry Robertson has added another player to the fold ahead of the new season, this time in the form of Serbian defender Slobodan Rubizic. Rubizic becoming the second Serb to have signed on at Pataudry. Answers on a postcard if you can tell us who the first was. 23-year-old Rubizic signs on an undisclosed fee from Serbian top flight side Novi Pazar. Reports in Serbia indicating that the initial fee is in the region of £100,000 there or thereabouts, which is quite a significant reduction on what was initially floated when this uh, transfer began to be rumoured earlier in the week, where there had been reports that the Dons were willing to pay a significant six-figure sum. For the 23-year-old, Rubizic, born in Belgrade in March 2000, starting out his career in the Vojvodina youth setup before moving on to Chukuriki in 2017, made a loan move to Novi Pazar, who were then second division side in August 2019 for the season, made 28 appearances across the season for them before a serious knee injury kept him out of the majority of the 2020-21 season, just as it looked as though he was looking to make a breakthrough into the Chukuriki first team. Left Chukuriki on a free transfer in the summer of 2021 to join Bulgarian top flight side Arda Kartali. Only seven appearances though in Bulgaria before then returning to Saib- to Serbia in January 2022. Permanent move to Novi Pazar this time around where he's since made a further 50 appearances helping Pazar to a 6th place finish in the Serbian Superliga last season. At 6 foot 4 inches, Rubizic has the physical attributes to be a big player for the Dons. His overall underlying numbers definitely support a player who's exceptionally air, winning over 90% of aerial duels last season in the Serbian Super League. That is the highest number of any centre-half in the league. Certainly wins his fair share of regular defensive duels as well, just over the 50% mark. And overall has a very high successful defence actions per 90 minutes across the piece. On the ball... Perhaps some work to be done, an accurate pass percentage across the season of around 28%, which is extremely low. But again, context key here, Novi Pazar, perhaps not one of the sides renowned in Serbia for wanting to knock the ball around too much, let's just say that. At the other end of the park, Rubzic certainly poses a threat to opposition defences, boasting the highest expected goals of any Serbian centre-half last season. On the face of it, looks like a perfect foil to the likes of Reese Williams and Angus McDonald in particular. A proper old-school Serbian shithousing centre-half who's going to kick and head anything away. Perhaps a proper replacement for Matty Pollock, it might appear in that sense. But hey, what do I know? What do we know here on the ABZFP? 
as per usual, we've done the legwork here. We've got you joined again now by Richard Wilson, the man behind the History of Yugoslav Football Podcast. And Richard gives us his view on our latest recruit. Richard, welcome back to the ABZ Football Podcast. How's it going? Very good, thank you. With yourselves? Good, yes, not too bad. This is becoming a bit of a habit, this, isn't it? Um, well, it's perhaps not the player we expected it to be, but um, it is, well, you're still shopping around in my region. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so here we go. Once again, the Don's plundering another state of the former Yugoslavia, this time with the acquisition of Slobodan Rubicic from Novi Pazar in the Serbian top flight. Now, an undisclosed fee, which earlier when the story broke, had been reported as being a, a, in quote marks, significant six-figure sum. But then that's obviously reduced down quite heavily, I think, with what the Serbian media reporting, you know, somewhere in and around the, the £100,000 kind of mark. But just tell us then, Richard, what, what sort of player do you think Aberdeen fans can expect to see with our new Serbian centre-half? Um, I think probably what you expect to see from a new Serbian <laughs> centre-half. Um, you know, it's 6-4 um, and built extremely um <laughs> he's a hard man um I, I think you know that is certainly what you need for certain challenges coming up this season um you know so when you look at his background however i think you know it's clear there's more than that he's when you talk about sort of youth development in serbia there's only there's really four youth academies you pay any attention to um which is obviously the two major Belgrade sides, um, Vojvodina in Novi Sad and Kukarici, who were in Belgrade as well. Rubic started at Vojvodina, was plucked out of there by uh, Kukarici. Uh, I think it was about 2018. Then he was on the verge of breaking into their first team in 2020. Um, now, you know, for obviously people who don't know too much about Serbian football. If you're able to get yourself into Kukaric's first team, you know, particularly you know at, at that age where I think you'd have been 20, um, you know, your likelihood is you'll be moving on for a couple of million. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have plenty of history uh, of, of doing that, particularly in recent years. You know, just looking at on the back line, I think it was Dmitry Kamenovic went to Lazio. I think that was four million not that long ago. Um, you know, they have a history of really big sales, unfortunately for him, for <laughs> for Rizic. Um, as he was starting to break into the first team there, the COVID hit. Then in the, I hesitate to say pre-season, but the pre-end of season, um, coming out of COVID, the very first COVID lockdown, um, he did a knee ligament mm-hmm. and was out for a year. And that was him. He moved to um, Bulgaria for a short spell and then to Novi Pazar. And I've been on loan at Novi Pazar, I think 2019, 20, um, when they were in the second tier and was pretty much ever present there, looked very good. Coming back to them this season, you know, say this season, last season, he had a bit to prove having gone to Bulgaria and it not worked out very well there. But the, I mean, the entire side there massively overperformed mm-hmm. last season, and I think one of the key things that Aberdeen will have seen is, you know, in terms of Nova Pizar's defensive production. I was just sort of checking in, in in prep for this. Um, 
and their expected goals against was about 1.6 per game last season. Their actual goals was 1.3. Yeah. Um, so you, you're talking about 0.3 goals per game on average. Their defence was helping them with, um, and Vesic is was was the major part of that. Um, you know, so he's no nonsense. He is the sort of I think probably the sort of defender you almost expect to turn up at Motherwell or at Hearts. Um, you know, I think it sort of comes with a bit of a connotation of him being a bit of a hammer thrower, um, mm. as it were. But you know, it's he's more than he's more than that. You know, he isn't there to be you know, moving everything about from back to front possession wise. No, so we're quite a direct side last season. Um, so you know, it's clear he does have that ability to do long passing when, when required but you know for a smaller side in, in Serbia you know his key attribute is getting up in the air and basically heading anything that moves when you look at the advanced stats from, from last season I think he was the best defensive header yeah, he is, in yeah. the league bar none and, and you know that's in a league which is very similar to Scotland you know one of the things analysts do is, you know, they actually sort of rate other leagues against you in terms of style of play. And Serbia tends to be the one that comes up most similar to Scotland. Um, so the fact that he's been able to prove, to produce very effectively defensively in Serbia suggests it will translate well to Scotland. My, in terms of my doubt about him, <laughs> um, I think it's, probably quite a small one. I think it's really how you view this sort of thing. When I started scouting a few years ago, one of the first things that was drilled into me was if someone's had a serious knee issue, then you just go and find someone who hasn't had a serious knee issue, basically. Um, because they're the sort of thing that can happen again. Um, and you know, obviously when, when they do happen, they tend to be, nine 12 months plus out you know really serious amount of time out of a player's career um so that would be the one thing that would concern me I, but i think you know for the price that's been quoted in the Serbian media like you say it's about hundred thousand euros maybe a little bit more than that um i think probably if you built that deal in with quite a hefty sell-on fee yeah i don't see why you wouldn't go for that deal um you know i think if, if we were talking the significant six-figure fee which you know i think when you hear that you're thinking okay maybe that's seven hundred fifty thousand, something like that yeah. i think at that that's probably to me would be an unacceptable level of risk mm. but that they've been able to get such a good deal on it presuming everything goes well with uh, the medical um when the physios get a look at him and you know, presuming he, he he stays fit, um, then I don't think there's any real doubt that this is a steal. Yeah, it's it's certainly a very interesting one because, as you say, when you go back and you look at his underlying data that sits there from last season in particular, because it's 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 the one where there's obviously the biggest sample size as well in his career. Um, as you say, the no nonsense, big shit housing Serbian centre half stereotype appears to be exactly what we're what we're getting there. And on one hand that's very good, I think from an Aberdeen perspective, probably something we're missing. And um, the one thing that you, you just touched on it that maybe jumps out as being a not a negative, but the downside is certainly appears to be with the ball at his feet. Um but as you say, again, perhaps 
I think his accurate pass percentage last season in the league was around 28%, which is which is really low, especially for a centre-half who a lot of the time can just be knocking the ball side to side a lot of the time. Um, but that has to be put into the context, as you say, around kind of Novi Pizarro and the way they their style of play. They're not exactly a side who are renowned for wanting to knock the ball around too much. They are quite direct, and, and he's going to be a bit of a victim of that as well, isn't he? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I would expect it to rectify itself. I mean, plus you've also got to bear in mind, in Scotland to be playing on better pitches. Yeah. Um, and you've taken a few of the variables um, environmentally out of the, the, the game as well. You know, as I say, with pitch, but also just some of the things that go on in the Serbian league um, <laughs> that don't happen in Scotland um, and that we certainly don't want to happen in Scotland. Um, <laughs> I, I think anyone who knows Serbian football will probably know what I'm <laughs> what I'm skirting around there. Um, but yes, I mean, we, you know, he's, he's coming into an honest league. Mm-hmm. Um, which is more than Serbia is sometimes. Um, one thing I thought was interesting about this, because I think there was some reports, I think when the deal was first floated, um, maybe a week, 10 days ago now, that he appeared to be attracting interest from some of the bigger sides in Serbia, in particular the, the, the two big Belgrade sides, Red Star and Partizan, were apparently linked with him. Are you surprised to see him look to make the move to Scotland, or do you think it's a good opportunity for him? The reason I'm asking this is because obviously he's had that spell in Bulgaria, which didn't, appear to go very well is it a big risk for the for him do you think to decide to to go you know to go abroad again or it's just a good opportunity for him now to, to look to do so um i mean i think there's certainly reasons why he wouldn't move to the belgrade to red star and uh partisan at the minute um you know it, in terms of siesta um you know, I, I think just the competition at the club is so great that it's not a very good move for a lot of players at the moment, unless you know you're going to hit that first team and get your, you know, your Champions League group stage appearances straight off the bat. Um, you know, there's certainly no guarantee of that. In terms of Partizan, Partizan are just a mess at the moment, and I wouldn't, mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't recommend any player really to join them as they are. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you were talking those. Are the only two. If there's three options on the table, Svesta, uh, Partizan, and Aberdeen, you know, I, I can certainly see definitely why you would accept Aberdeen. If you, particularly when you, you are looking at it from the perspective that, yeah, Aberdeen have a, a smaller squad but have the European football commitments, you know, you're still going to get the wider exposure. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, get wider exposure just by being in a, a Western European league in general, but. You're going to get more opportunities to play, um, but I think you know. Obviously, when we spoke about Esther Sokler coming in, yeah, um, one of the things I was at pains to say about Sokler is, you know, he's coming in as a rotational option for Rebezic. I'm not so sure. Um, I think he could be a really regular option. Um, he's certainly got the talent mm-hmm. um, and the opportunity to actually make a regular position for himself within the side it, you know it will take time of course the, these things do and just in terms of of settling in but you know i certainly think there's more opportunity and more scope for him to do that mm-hmm. or at least maybe there's less development needed from him personally to get himself a, a regular place in the first 11 yeah he certainly feels i think to me a very natural foil to the defenders we already have in the in the squad now um you know you have guys in the squad like reese williams now who kind of fits that very typical cat profile from a center half's perspective 
Um, Angus McDonald may be kind of very similar to that as well. Maybe a bit more patient. They're maybe a little bit better with the ball with their feet. Um, they're not going to jump into tackles per se. But then you 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 temper that or you build on that. You dovetail that with a guy like Rubezic now, who is you know he's got dog written all over him from that perspective. He is just going to be in there doing all the you know getting himself in the way, putting his body on the line, heading anything that moves. It almost feels like a really proper replacement for what we saw from Matty Pollock last season as well mm-hmm. for Aberdeen from that perspective. So it appears to make sense, um, as you say. And I think I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him coming in here to be a starter in a back three is, is the way I kind of look at it at the moment. Yeah, I, I, I agree entirely with that. So there we go, Richard. Um, I think that probably does us just now to talk about um, our latest recruit from, as you say, from your neck of the woods. Um, you never know, we might be back again at some point before the, the, the close season is back out again. It certainly seems that this is a an area of Europe that um, the Aberdeen scouting team are certainly paying a lot of attention to. So um, let's let's wait and see what happens. And I, mean, I think one thing about this deal shows um, is that there's bargain, there's definitely bargains to be had if you if you know where you're shopping, <laughs> which is great, absolutely, definitely. So, Richard, thank you once again for taking the time to join us on the ABZ Football Podcast to give us uh, your insights onto our latest recruit. And um, yeah, stand free. So there we have it. That is all you need to know about our newest recruit, Slobodan Rubizic. Thanks for joining us here on the ABZ Football Podcast. We'll catch you on the other side. Please remember to like, subscribe, follow, whatever you do on your podcast player of choice. And we'll see you next time. Stand free. This episode of the ABZ Football Podcast was brought to you in association with the Siberia Bar and Hotel on Belmont Street, Aberdeen. Head into the bar, quote the phrase ABZ Pod, that's ABZ Pod, for a £3 pint of Foster's, £4 pint of Moretti, or £5 pint of Fierce any day of the week, including match days. Siberia is open seven days a week, all year round, and the bar is located only 30 seconds walk from the nearest bus stop taking supporters to Stadium for free on match days. Come on, you Reds!